Come all ye lads so fiery now. Good morning. Top of the morning to ya. We sit here. March 16th. Thanks, Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day Eve. Uh, coming to you live from my motherfucking home office. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Spring is in the air. The chill's getting knocked off. Here I am. Coming to you a little bit late, um, once again. You know, I, I try to be consistent, but it's I'm just not that consistent of a person, you know? Uh, I'm not. Um, and I guess that's kind of appropriate for life, you know? The only constant in life is in change. And change is uh, consistently inconsistent. So that's my uh, reasoning for my excuse on why I haven't had it, uh, the podcast coming out right as regularly as I'd hoped, but I am going to try to strive for it, and I think I did release some more episodes than promised a little earlier in the year, that, like during the, some of the ice episodes. So let's we'll, we'll say it'll even out to that. If you do, if, I, if we average it over the year, hopefully I have more than the targeted number. So <laughs> that's that. Um, I last okay, so like. Ago, I was on Cuca Lake recording an episode, and I basically it was another one of those live from the ice episodes. And uh, I had it all recorded, but the but the outro, the last segment I, I recorded after I left and was driving home, it um it got it got uh, messed up because my phone connected to Bluetooth, and while I have a headset on recording, it was like recording through my pocket. Uh, or something, or the phone, uh, or something weird, so, for the future, I need to not be on connected to Bluetooth when I'm trying to record, um, something in my truck, but anyway, so, I do have two pieces of that, um, two pieces of, uh, two, two, two recordings from that, and, uh, overall, uh, it was a slow day, I think I'll probably put those in here in a second, um, but, it was overall a slow day, and uh, I but I did manage to have one, uh, you know, a little a little nice fit of excitement in the middle of that. So I think you know what I'll do. I think I'll just splice that recording in right here, um, and the outro, and then I'll pick up with it in a second. So okay, uh, putting that in right here, Cuca Lake. You're about to find out. Top of the morning to ya. Here we are, baby. Another beautiful day of ice fishing. Man, it is, what, February 21st? February 21st, and it's been a nice, really good, solid winter, and it's, it's flying by, man. Like, we're already, like, you know, almost, the, we're into the last week of February here. Time flies. But here we are. This Today is Sunday, 21st. Um, really nice day. Above freezing sunny partly cloudy um on my way to the bait shop gonna pick up a dozen minnows uh i think that's more minnows than i need but i just want to support the guy and uh if he has some tip-ups i might buy a couple extra tip-ups just because i had so much fun tip-up fishing and and also to just to support the guy's business a little uh but yeah so gonna head up to cuca lake the penian branch of that and uh and we'll see how we fare over there um last you know last 
the other day, last week when I was here, Saturday morning, so just over a week ago, uh, the guy coming in said that uh, Cuca was fro frozen and he was going up there. So um, I've always, I have a, you know, really, I, I, that branch of Cuca I hit up a lot. Um, my brother-in-law's parents have a lake house on that branch, and so I'm pretty familiar with it. Where I'm going to fish, it's pretty close to the, right, right close to the uh, canal up there. Um, there's some good-looking stuff, probably focusing about eight feet of water. Um, eight, that little transition, eight to nine feet, just like I did last time. Going to go for pickerel, bass. Uh, you can only keep bass in the winter on the Finger Lakes. That's the only place uh, around here where you can where you can keep them. So I'd like to kind of catch some large. I've, I've caught a ton of largemouth through the ice. Um, not, not a ton, but, a, a, you know, just as many largemouth as any other species. And um, you can't keep them. Uh, anywhere else but the finger lakes you're allowed to keep them all the way up until march 15th so that's only three weeks away so hopefully i get into some of those just because they say that they're better through the ice they taste better oh also report back from the pickled pike recipe oh my god dude i so i love I, i'm panamanian half panamanian and uh they're they eat something in latin uh latin cuisine called ceviche i'm sure you've probably heard of it but it's it's like a pickled fish, and I don't know why I didn't put this together. I guess I never thought of it as pickled. It's just I always thought of it as cooked in lime juice. But lime juice is very acidic, and vinegar is an acid, so it's essentially just pickled, right? And it's raw. And I always was under the assumption that you could only do ceviche with a saltwater fish, that the same something that you could eat raw. But I mean, I didn't. I was looking in that meat eater cookbook, and it was all mentioning freshwater fish, which you don't normally eat raw, but it was saying nothing about, you know, that you need to do anything extra other than pickle it. I guess the thing kills all the bacteria, I, I guess, I hope. But anyway, I, I've been eating all week, and I feel fine, so. But, man, it is delicious. It came out so good, like the ceviche. I put, like, onions, jalapenos, um, red onions, jalapenos, the like, and, and I'm talking the boniest pieces of this fish that I could find like anything that, that had meat and bone on it I chucked it into this pickling solution and uh and garlic in there I think I added too much garlic um but dude it came out so good and like I'm already done with it it didn't even last a week I ate the whole thing so I am gonna keep all the stuff I catch I, I'm if, if I catch pickerel I can't wait to keep them um so what I did is I never there's like a way to fillet um Esox species, Esox being like perch, or not, sorry, not perch, pike, pickerel, muskie, those are all in the same family, or is it genus? Family, I don't know, it's family, I think, but, um, or is it genus? Might be genus, I think it's genus, Esoxes are genus. So, they have a bunch of Y bones, and so, and they're really bony, so there's a special way to fillet them, like, you cu basically cut the top of their backs off, then you cut, like, their sides you miss like their Y bones and you cut their sides and then you get two fillets off the back of the tail but past behind the dorsal fin and back that you basically just fillet like a regular fish but just look it up on YouTube it's pretty cool um but what I did is I just kind of I did those and then I just went back through and cut any of the meat anywhere where there was meat and bone and put that in there and like you can see the bone when you pull up the piece to eat it but you can't it doesn't it's like dissolved it's like it's like, it just tastes just like the fish meat without bone in it you can see it and feel it but you, when you eat it it's weird it's like you don't you don't you don't feel them at all so 
That was cool. So that was excellent. And I kept the boneless parts of the fillets in a in a bag frozen. And I'm just trying to build up enough uh, fillets so that we can have a big end of winter, beginning of spring fish fry celebration. And uh, we'll have plenty to go around and maybe some leftover. Unfortunately, my wife is pregnant, so she can't really eat that much. Um, and I'm kind of torn on that. I don't, I don't know if, if uh, wild-caught fish has any less... You know, wild-caught from these lakes has any less contamination than store-bought approved fish. I, I think it tends to be on the healthier side, but um, I know there are certain fish species that are better to eat than others, so we'll just play it on the safe side, and I don't want to risk anything with my wife and future child. Um, yeah, so on my way to get the minnows, going to see, hopefully going to have fun with some tip up. I'm probably going to... Find a good spot. I'm going to stake out there for a while and uh, not not be moving around too much. Hopefully, the ice is safe. Um, it is a really warm day. Uh, we had some cold days uh, this week, so hopefully that ice just got thicker. And hopefully there's people out there, but not too many people, so I, I don't feel sketched out about going out there. And, uh, yeah, I've never f ice fished this before, so it's a new lake. Um, Finger Lake, nonetheless. I got this book from, uh, I took my, uh, my wife got a massage yesterday, and I took the uh, kids to the library and got some kids' books, obviously, and I was looking in the fishing hunting section and found this book called uh, Fishing the Finger Lakes and by Michael Kelly, and uh, in it there was like a two, three-page section about ice fishing, not much, but, you know, basically what you're saying that, like, all the lakes are ice fishable, but it's not like the whole lake is going to freeze over. It's more like the north and south ends will freeze up, and that's that's your best bet right there. So, Which, you know, we've experienced that here. And so it makes me feel like the book was published in 2013, and he was talking about how he didn't say much about how ice conditions have changed too much over his life. But, uh, you know, so hopefully we're not getting hit with the climate change too bad, and we'll have ice into the future. Because where we live is a really cool, you know, it's like a, it's like the uh, the meeting of a north and south. Like I don't know how much further south you're gonna get lake trout, or you know, um, you know, landlocked salmon, or uh, you know, th these big rainbows and browns that live in the Finger Lakes. I don't know how much further like lakes you're gonna go that are gonna have that. Uh, I could be wrong. I, mean, I just don't know, but. It seems to me like we have, like, a nice mix of cold water and warm water species. We pretty much have all the northern species, except, like, the Arctic species, like grayling, dolly varden, and char, and all that crazy stuff. We have all the northern species, and we have all the warm water species, except, like, you know, the far south warm water stuff. So, I don't know. Nice little mix here. I love it. Love this area. It's my home. You can tell I love it. I do a little... This little silly podcast about it. But I'm excited to see what Cuca throws my way. I mean, the bass in there are just, you know, if you catch a bass in there, it's going to be on the bigger side. So I can't wait to horse, uh, hopefully horse one of those up through the ice. Um, but, yeah. So we'll see. Going for a mixed bag. Don't really care. Just whatever bites. Um, this guy, the bait did me right last time from this spot, Valley Bait and Tackle. So, Hopefully we can re replicate that and uh, have a good day. So, all right, this is the plan. Oh, so what I need is a plan B in case this isn't good ice. 
If the ice isn't good, I think I'm going to hit LaMocha. I think I'm going to go back to the spot that I was uh, last week. I know I'm supposed to be the Mr. Adventurer and go all these different places, but uh, but uh, if if the ice isn't any good up here on Cuca, I'm going to hit LaMocha because it's just like 20 minutes down the road. And I know a spot where I can probably get into some good pickerel action. So there's pickerel and perch there, what I got last time for sure. And uh, the only down, down, uh, downside would be that if I do catch any bass, I wouldn't be able to keep them. But I didn't catch any bass last time, so who knows? It might just be fine. Anyway, so plan B, Lamoca. I know that's going to have plenty of ice. Uh, plan A is Cuca. And we'll see how that goes, man. Hopefully I get some more meat on the ice so I can make some more delicious recipes. But all right, I'll check back in with y'all in a little bit. Oh, hopefully I don't have any freaking misadventures this time. Don't put my fucking truck into a ditch or fall through the ice, you know. Hopefully let me just knock on wood. Say a little prayer. Thank you, God. Amen. All right. All right. <laughs> hopefully I'm checking back with no calamities to report and uh, some success on the way. Talk to you in a bit. Okay, baby girls. Oh my god, oh my god. I just freaking turned on this thing to record. Oh I got I got a runner. I got a runner. I got a runner. I got a runner. Okay, okay, okay. When it stops. I literally just popped this thing. Okay. Good. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Yes, dude, yes. I got weight on my line. Dude. Oh this thing feels good. This thing feels nice. What do we got here? What do we got? 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 Oh, oh, oh. huge pickerel, huge pickerel. All right, I'm gonna let him fight. Big pickerel, dude. Okay. All right. I got a big pickerel here. I don't want to lose him. Oh my God, dude. Yes, gigantic pickerel, bro. Are you fucking kidding me? Huge. <laughs> Dog, fuck. Oh my god, bro. I literally just turned on this thing to start recording and talk about how slow everything was going. Right the second I touched record, this fucking guy popped off. And it is a fucking big pickerel, boy. Oh, shit. Hey, yo. is a nice Cuca Lake pickerel. Let's see. Tip. Tip to tail. Nose to the 23 inches. 23, maybe 22 and a half. <laughs> and she's a thick bitch. Oh my god, dude. Yes. All right, let's see if I can get a picture with you guys on. This guy just got one too, I think. He just got one too. Am I still recording? Let's see. Oh man, I'm so stoked. No skunk for a dog. I'm gonna have to take a picture after. But anyway, so let me keep you guys on here. So, wow, what a way to start it. Okay, so 
I Um, so, I, um, was just fixing to record you and say basically, and it's been kind of slow, been kind of slow, um, uh, I've been here for, well, I don't know, I've probably been set up like an hour or so, not too extremely long. But I haven't had too much action. And I was gonna say, it's getting a little, it's a little colder than I expected it to be today. I'm feeling a little chill. There's not much wind, but a little bit breeze to the back. And I was just gonna say it was slow, but hey, just got my first fucking big ass pickerel. 22, 23 inches. Oh, I'm loving every second of this. Okay. So, there are about 5,000 people on this lake. Uh, there was nowhere to park and but luckily when I pulled in someone had just left and people were turning around in the parking lot and I went in to check it but when I went in um, someone had just uh, had just pulled out so I did actually get a good spot I think I'm gonna need to to do a new hook on this guy because the hook I think I had a little hook and it broke. Um, so I'm gonna have to replace this hook. Luckily I packed that new hook and everything. Anyway, so, so, the key there, I think the reason why I didn't miss that is I let him run for a good while. And then, and then I said it. He had run, run a good amount of a line out. And I didn't try to horse him up through there, but he was on the tip of the smaller hook. I got Hook sharpener, hooks, bait bucket, this. Okay, I'm gonna go re, rebate this thing. Rebate, rebate, mail-in rebate. But uh, anyway, so, so there's about six thousand people here, and they're concentrated pretty close to the, to the access as you would think. Um, but so I had a spot previously picked out. I hope this doesn't sound bad, but anyway. Oh man, he almost fooled me, dude. He almost took all the line I had on. <laughs> Damn, bro. So, uh, I'm gonna try and put my back to the wind so you guys can hear me. Uh, about that getting a better mic, uh, I was looking for an outdoor field recording mic, but I couldn't really find one for a decent price and actually didn't much come up on Amazon when I searched but maybe I just need one with a little like a cloth thing over it you know but uh, anyway so there's mad people here um I really honestly conservatively would say um, at least 100 people 100 different ice fishing parties and there's people like uh like they have their dogs out here there's people cross-country skiing it's pretty cool to see all these people using using this uh, for winter activities but mad people out so I was you know how you can't really like everything looks exactly the same so you can't tell if people are in your exact spot or not but luckily there were people near me and I mean I got kind of close to them but not super close and everyone's fishing like 
really big uh, tip-up spreads. Like they're covering a lot of water. I only have um, two tip-ups. I was gonna buy some more, but at the bait shop. But I, the guy only takes cash, and I only had 14 bucks. Anyway, so first cool thing. So I got bait at the bait shop, and there was a guy there, and I said, you know, I probably only need half a dozen minnows because I only got two tip-ups, but I do want to support the guy, the business, like I've been harping on nonstop. And uh, so I said, give me a dozen mid-sized shiners, and they give you way more than a dozen. I give you like two dozen. But anyway, there was, I hope this isn't illegal. I hope this is a legal thing, but there were these giant tadpoles in the thing, and the guy's like, hey, you want to try these things out? I won't, I won't charge you for them. I was like, fuck, sure, why not? And, uh, so, so he gave me these tadpoles and they're really big, like the biggest tadpoles you've ever seen. And, uh, so I, I got, I, I got here and was setting up a tip up and I was going to try putting a tadpole on one and he's freaking slithered right off my hook and swam right down the hole. So I lost him and I was like, all right, forget the tadpole. Maybe they don't stay on the hook well. I'm gonna try putting a shiner on. I put, a sh I tried putting a shiner, and he hopped off and got down the hole. So it was third time of the charm when I got finally got one on there. And anyway, so I got, I, I, I did end up putting a tadpole on a jigging rod, and it's just right next to the hole that I'm jigging in. So we'll see if. And the guy said to let him know how, how they work. So hopefully we'll see. They seem like they'd be a good bait, you know. Should I change this? Yeah, I'm gonna change this hook. I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it. Anyway, so, um, so when you gave me those tadpoles, I called my wife on the way up here and told her about it. And she said, "Yo, keep one, and we'll grow it into a bullfrog." Because that's what the guy said they were bullfrog uh, tadpoles. So I got I got two left in the bait bucket. I got one on a a bobber. We'll see, and then I'll just. I'll uh, I'll just keep the one, and uh, I'll keep the two, and just keep keep the one on the on the on the on the uh, bobber. See how that see if that catches anything. Sure as shit looks like it, and there's gigantic bass in here, and a bass would make a really good meal out of that. So what I'm doing right now is putting a new larger treble hook on my tip up, um, and I'm sharpening it because the hooks did not feel that sharp out of the package. Um, I just got this like little smallish uh, hook sharpener thing from uh, Amazon and uh, you know try to be try to keep your hooks as sharp as possible. It really increases the hookup odds. No shit right. So I'm resharpening that. Anyway, you want to hear something crazy? I'm sitting here, and uh, there's like there's like Amish kids and shit around. Everyone's fishing, and uh, there's a plane flying real close overhead, and everyone's looking at it, and you just see it getting closer and closer. It's like I'm thinking, man, it's just gonna do a low pass over the lake. Then all of a sudden, the fucking thing. <laughs> fucking lands on the ice and everyone was fucking recording it and it just it was the craziest thing it's like a little single like a Cessna or something fitted with skis and it just came in landed turned around took off and that was that it's the craziest thing man I've never seen a 
I guess I, I guess, why not? A plane can land on ice, I guess, you know? The ice, if the ice is thick enough for that, that's pretty crazy. I wouldn't, it seems a little risky, don't you think? Landing a fucking plane on thin ice. At first I thought he was stuck when he was trying to take back off again, but he wasn't. But that was fucking nuts. Anyway, so we got our first, and oh, I was, I was actually contemplating on switching spots. But then I was thinking about it and no one had been, no one was moving around. Well, people were moving around, and, but I saw one group next to me catch, catch a little bass. And I wasn't seeing anyone catching anything, so it was, it more seemed like it was just a slow time of day. And that moving might not be the best option. Anyway, like I had picked this out on, on the map and, uh, seemed like a good spot, so. And that, due to the fact, like if everyone was catching shit all around me, I might move, but no one was really catching anything. So, I figured might as well stay put. I'm glad I did because I just got the biggest fish I've ever caught ice fishing. And this is exactly what I was hoping to get. I was hoping to get big pickerel. So, everything's working out pretty good. I don't know what I'm going to do with all these extra minnows. These guys gave me way too many minnows. Let's use a really big fucker. Let's use this big fucking minnow here. I got a pretty nice size treble hook on here. Hooked that, I hooked that guy right in the corner of the mouth. Perfect hook set. Let him take it a good minute, then do it. Okay. All right. I think this is good. All right. So I think I had him about six feet. Seems to be my lucky number. It's about 12 feet in here, but that six feet seems to do me right. All right. This guy's got a little lesion on him. Hopefully that makes him a little more enticing. Alright baby, set this tip up back and hopefully another gator pickerel comes through here and uh, slumps and, and we'll see. Hopefully that a big ass fucking nice bass. I don't want it to be too big. I want to catch like a four pound bass on that, on that, uh, on that, uh, uh, polywog there. Too, because if it's too big, I'll feel bad killing it. But pickerel, man, no one even my specialty and I'll take that any day. Oh, the other thing, my fucking, uh, my uh, fish finder died. So I don't know shit about electronics, but the thing has a 12 volt battery and instead of showing you like how much you have less, it just left, it just has the voltage. dude so we're off to a good start this day is already a success this is a big ass pickerel i'm gonna take a picture with it right now and uh yeah man i'm excited so that's update one we're doing good we've got one pickerel iced we can only get up from here so all right talk to you boys in a little bit live for, and girls live from the ice Ikuka. all right love you guys talk to you in a minute Huh, huh, huh? So, what do you think about that? Basically, the day wraps up. Um, I catch one fish. Uh, got pretty cold. 
and uh, went home. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all it was. I forget what lessons I learned. I probably taught on my way home. I probably talked about uh, learning some kind of lesson and what I want to learn for next time. Um, probably want to stay away from some of those depression areas. So many freaking people there. But uh, all in all, it was a good time. Um, yeah. So... This episode is also going to be a little wrap-up of the ice fishing season because, like I said, here I sit, it is March 16th, right? March 16th, St. Patrick's Eve, and the snow's pretty much gone, man. We had a couple warm days last week. Uh, it was freezing cold yesterday, but the spring birds are starting to trickle in, and the forecast is looking is looking like it's going to be a lot warmer temps we have uh let's see i think we have one more cold day and then it's like 45 to 60 degrees lots of sun so i was hoping to get a little uh a little trout fishing in a year-round stream before the opener happens which is april 1st but the way that the snow has melted and the precipitation forecast i think the streams will just now be getting good again for april 1st barring any big rain events um we should have all the snow melt off by that april 1st opener and uh should have good water for that because i took off um two i took off the the opener which is a thursday and that Friday we have off too because it's Good Friday. So I'll have a nice little double day of, of uh, trout fishing. But more on trout fishing in a little bit. So, yeah, I got, I've got, it's it's spring and lots of stuff is happening. I'm excited. Anyway, so let me get back to the topic at hand. This is the ice fishing wrap-up episode. And boy, did I wrap it up. I had the greatest day. Well, if you listen, if uh, I had the greatest ice fishing time ever on my last trip out. And if you listen to the Lamoka Lake episode, I was talking about how that was like my best day ice fishing. It was and and it really was. So, I was like so I had such a great time at that at that spot that I want to go back to that exact same spot for the last day of ice uh, of my last day of ice fishing. And so that's what I did. It was not last weekend, the weekend before last, no, was it last weekend? Yes, last weekend, last Sunday, I went, yes, last Sunday, hold on, I gotta, I gotta look at a picture and see. So that was the, the uh, to that same Lamoco Lake spot, and so I think I I my I only had a couple hours, I think three hours to fish, so I had to run to the bait shop, run back into town, get my wife pizza, drop the pizza off, then go. So I did all that. And when I got to the when I got to the lake, the, uh, there was almost no one on it. There was, it was like there I could see like two parties ice fishing, and no one out in the middle where I wanted to go. So I was thinking one of two things. 
uh, people are not in an ice fishing mood today, or the ice sucks and no one's out there because it's dangerous. So I was like, fuck. But luckily, there was a group of two guys coming in uh, right when I pulled up, and they had just been on the ice, and I was asking them about the conditions. They said it was plenty thick. One of the old guys said that it was, uh, they looked like some shallow spots in there, but once I was out there, I realized that it really wasn't shallow spots. It was, it was actually good ice that he was looking at because it was, like, dark, and, and you could see that, like, it was, like, see-through, and it was actually really thick. It was just, uh, kind of melting some of that, like, like crunchy crystally stuff at the top of the top layers from snow freezing that uh was revealing that so it was actually plenty of ice straight through and I w it was like a foot of ice so it was, pl it was fine um but the ice was really slippery like so in the midwinter you get kind of like when the snow starts getting on the ice is pretty easy to walk on with any kind of boot but this ice so we had had uh um uh, a, a little bit of warm weather so it melted everything the top had a, like a, a was all got melted down and then refrozen so it was super slick so i basically penguin waddled out the freaking i don't know what is it three tenths of a mile out there uh, something like that and it was really slippery so i had to like walk uh in a good way i almost i almost ate it a couple times but you know i wasn't drinking that day so i didn't i never uh I never slipped and lost my balance. We got a beautiful sunrise coming up here. The sky's all purple and pink right now. We're past daylight saving, so uh, our mornings are a little dark again, but which is beautiful because we get later, later evenings. Lots more to do after work. So I waddle out there and I go to the spot that I mark uh, that I had on my fish finder, right exactly where I was last time, and. I set up a spread, and I, I, I really like this move, so I set up, I didn't have to get some more tip-ups, but, um, oh, from the bait shop, I got half a dozen, uh, half a dozen bass shiners, and I, and I asked for half a dozen fathead minnows, whenever you ask for half a dozen, they give you, like, three dozen, so, I don't know, and I always pay them extra, support local, you know, but, um, so, I got my bait bucket, and so I go to the the exact spot where my I marked where I had that great day before, which is in about a nine to ten foot flat. Of, I think it's a nine foot flat of water, uh, coming in from some more shallow stuff, and then it's like a point that then has a drop off around it. So I don't know. It's just a magnificent spot. I can't wait to try it during the open water times. But so I was going for pickerel. And, um, because I made that pickerel pike recipe and I wanted to make more of it, uh, because, because I've been saving up all the fish I've been catching from ice fishing, and I'd like to have a fish fry here in a little bit, featuring some pickled, per pickled pickerel, uh, and then we'll do some fish fry of all different kinds of fish that I've caught, and then for the pregnant chicks in my life, my wife and her sister will, uh, provide some store bought something that they feel comfortable with so i went out there going for pickerel and i i, I said so just i moved around a little bit but uh basically kind of you know that same old story i got there right at like 2:45, and i set up had everything set up 
and in that first hour, I hadn't caught anything. And so I was thinking, you know, maybe this, we're into this later winter time period. Maybe when I hit it last time, the fish were in a different pattern. Now they might be moving in shallow. So I was starting to doubt myself. I said, let me just give it till 4.30. And if I haven't caught anything at 4.30, we'll make a big move into something more shallow that looks that looks good. <laughs> because all the people that I would see uh, uh, fishing were pretty close to shore. So, And I kept hearing this weird noise. And then I, I realized that somebody was ice sailing. Uh, they have like this propped up craft on skis with the sail on it. And they're ripping across the, across the lake. So that was pretty cool. But... Um, you know, two times hit going ice fishing, seeing all kinds of weird, weird crafts on the ice. But um, so so I was like, let me give it till four, four thirty, four fifteen, and then I'll move. So what you know, right after. So so oh, let me just tell you about this setup ha that I have. So I got so I had. I think I caught no 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 no. The, the, I had the diamond going before this up. So it's it's the diamond, the rock. So what I do is I'll set, I find the area that I want to fish, and then about, uh, and I'll make a little diamond or a square, and kind of stake out those corners. And um, and you know I think I, and for good measure maybe in the future I'll add a, a, a setup to the center of this. So imagine a, a diamond, or a square. But a diamond or a square with it, uh, and and so if you think about it, you'd be sitting on one corner of the square so that you can observe all your spread, right? So to your right, 45 degrees, you've got one tip up. To your left, 45 degrees, one tip up. Straight in front of you, you've got another tip up. And then if you could add one in the middle. And I think that's a good a good way to do it. Another way you could yeah, and you could play around with that configuration. But the the reason it's good is the way I had done it before was I'd sit in the middle of it and it looked you know 180 degrees, like you know all the way one way and 90 and 90. So this way you can observe you can, like and the way I did it. So where I was sitting is the spot where I would jig with my fish finder and just use a little jigging rod there and then I'd let those passive setups work and I'd watch them but like I said I only had two tip ups so what I did is I took my I have a like a five gallon bucket that I drilled rod holders into with like just ghetto PVC pipe and so I, I, I for one of my stationary setups was I drilled two holes next to each other about three feet apart four feet apart and then I set that bucket in the over there with uh, two jigging rods sticking out of it and I do the drag real loose um, and I used circle hooks on on uh, fathead minnows so that the fathead minnow would get pulled and the and you in those the the jigging rods that I used to hold those minnows in has uh, like a, a blaze orange tip so you can kind of see it moving against the ice, and um, so you you put that you put that there, and so so imagine you have a bucket in the center, and then two holes to either side of it, and then jigging rods going off of that, and I just baited it with a with a little piece of split shot and a fat head minnow. I tried without the split shot at first, but the minnows are kind of like they don't they, it takes them a while to get down and pull that down, so I just. I had that little bit of split shot, and that helped a lot. And then at first I had no leader on them, but then I put uh, 
a, a fluorocarbon eight pound liter, twelve pound liter on there after I started getting my minnows and hooks snatched. But more on that to come. So anyway, so that was too much. That was one of my setups. And if I had in the future, I might just use tip ups. But the uh, those jigging rods worked fine. It, it, they worked fine, and it, you could really see anything kind of just barely playing with it. So so anyway, so I get that going, that setup going, and I start to wait a little bit, and then finally, one of my flags goes off, and I ice up uh, my first pickerel, and it was plenty keeper size, so I'm on the board. So after I got that first fish, I'm like, all right, I'm happy, I'm staying here, I'm not gonna move, and pretty much from then on, it was like nonstop action till I left at six. I had a hard out at six o'clock because I had to get home and help my wife with the kids and shit, but, uh, from then on, dude, it was like, I, I would go off, no sooner would I run over there on this slippery ass ice, almost busting my ass, reset everything, then the next thing would go off, so, I'm sitting there first, bang, pickerel comes, ice that pickerel, reset up, Go back to sit down, sit down to start doing my jigging in that hole with the computer. Next, that same flag goes off again. This time it's a little bass, and I catch a little bass to the hook. And then I go back and sit down. Boom, another one. Big pickerel on the other flag. Okay, go back, sit down. Now my freaking jigging rods start going off. Another pickerel that I caught on a minnow, a flathead, fathead minnow. And, uh, oh my god, it just went on like that for the whole day. So, so from 4.30 till 6, so an hour and a half. And it seemed like I was out there a long time, but, you know, when it's cold and windy, it kind of, the time kind of, it slows down, so you feel like you're out there longer than you are. But anyway, so, uh, I get, in pretty quick succession, I get, uh, Three or four pickerel, right? And the limit's five. So, it kind of slows down, you know, feeding windows. I have a lot of action probably from that 4.30 to 45 minutes of good action pretty much. And uh, I had a nice little system down where I would, uh, and let's see, I, at one, oh, I, I, before I get to this next part, I, on, have a, I had one, sometimes you get one tip of that gets more action than the other, obviously it's in a better place, whatever. So, I had the first tip of that got hit at one point, it got hit again, I run over there, and now I've learned my lesson about pickerel fishing, or maybe it's just a generality towards tip ups, but you let it run, then you let it stop, then when it runs again, then you set the hook, okay? That's at least how the pickerel are. When I, 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 so one of these times my flag popped, and I ran over there, and I saw it run, let it stop, run again, I went to set the hook, I had so much weight on the line, and then it popped. So, it was either a giant pickerel, or it could have been maybe a muskie, because there's lots of muskie in there. So, I think that's going to be my next year goal. I might just only fish for muskie through the ice and open water. But I've never caught one, and I really want to catch one. So, uh, 
I, I don't know what it was, but it snapped me off pretty quick, and it had a lot of girth behind it. So uh, I was kind of tripping on that, but um, whatever. You know, that's how it goes. Uh, and then I had a couple, a little bout of uh, tip-ups being being hit and uh, my bait getting stolen. But um, that's how it goes, too. So I, I think I used all but one shiner uh, throughout the day. Anyway, so, so I had a good feeding window, good... Uh, 45 minutes there and then um it kind of slowed down from about 5 15 to almost getting to six the last 15 minutes 10 minutes of daylight anyway so i'm sitting there and it's slowing down i never once caught anything jigging all my t catches were on uh tip ups uh, passive setups let me take a little sip of coffee here mm. life short get good coffee holy shit my coffee is, I got some Starbucks dark French roast. It's fucking delicious. Normally get the cheap stuff. Anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm jigging. Basically, I'm like, jigging is pointless because everything, as soon as I start jigging, something happens over there. And so I think that like three to four setup, maybe five is the most one person could probably manage. Five might be pushing it. But anyway, so I'm sitting there. And you know you're just staring at your tip ups, willing them to move, and it's that's such a good, such a good crazy feeling. Like sometimes you just look up right as the tip up is pling, spraying in his little boner, and you're like, oh shit! And you have to kind of uh, <laughs> temper yourself and do, don't just rush over there and snatch the hook as fast as you can. You gotta let it mellow a little bit. But um, this is I'm just staring there, willing, willing the uh, furthest tip up for me to go off. And then, what do you know, I'm staring right at it, and boop, the flag pops. So, like I said, I had a little system down. So my system was, just to give my make myself slow down a little bit, not to rip anything out of anything's mouth, is to, uh, I had a bait bucket with the scooper, uh, the bait bucket, the scooper, and then my walking pole. So, and then in my pocket, I had my pliers, my tape measure, and my little bit of extra hooks, Hook sharpener and extra baits and stuff. Little little tackle box that I carry, especially. So my process is stand up slow, get your bait bucket, get the scooper, and get your walking stick. And then carefully, as to not slip, walk over there. <laughs> so that's what I do. I get my shit, and I s penguin walk over there. And when I get there, I see that uh, the fucking thing is spinning hard. Um, the little tip-up spool, and so I'm like, all right, this is, I, I can't, I can't not, uh, I can't not grab this, so I grab the hook, and I set it, and I got good weight on the line, and I'm pulling it, and I'm like, oh, this is, this has got some weight, what is this, I see a fish flash down a hole, I'm like, what the fuck is this, I see a belly roll, and I can tell that it's a big, thick motherfucker, it ain't a long, skinny thing like a pickerel, it's a motherfucking thick bitch and i get it closer and i can tell it's a big ass bass dude and i'm like oh my god oh my god and i fought it for probably two minutes handlining it because those fight a hell of a lot better than a pickerel and uh it kept taking me under and i'm just handlining it fighting it little fighting it and then i pull it up through the ice man and it is a gorgeous 17 and a half inch bass fucking if it ain't three and a half pounds, it's four. And it was a thick motherfucker with shoulders. Huge. 
It was so thick. It was like 17 inches, 17 and a half inches is a longer, is a good sized bass. But the, how thick this motherfucker was, oh my god. And I fucking screamed, acting like that asshole. Like, I was so elated. Dude, that is definitely the biggest fish I've caught through the ice. And uh, the biggest bass I've held onto for a while. I mean, what was the last big bass I caught this year? I don't know. Look, I gotta consult the Oracle Instagram again. Let me see. Make sure I'm still recording. Okay. There's something about pulling that thing through the fucking ice. Like, it, it barely fit through that six-inch hole. <laughs> like, seriously, its dorsal fins were, like, had to go down uh, to get it through. So, it was fucking so cool. And I screamed. And it just made my trip right there. So, I was just so fucking ecstatic. And uh, just to get such a big bass. I was like, I can't wait to fucking show this off to everybody and be that guy. But I was super happy. But, um... Yeah, so I iced a huge bass, my fucking day was made, my ice fishing season was made, my goddamn 2021 was made, it was just fucking sweet. I think this is a good omen, I think I'm gonna catch a lot of big bass this year. But, uh, so man, I freaked out, and I caught him on a big old shiner, and he had the treble hook down his mouth, and, uh, not in his throat, thank god. The bass I caught before had it a little bit deep, but I managed to get it out without harming the bass, and that was just a little 12-inch bass or something, but... It's crazy how, you know, 12 inches to 17 inches, that's 5 inches, doesn't seem like that much, but the amount of growth that goes into that, like, the length change and also the circumference change is so fucking crazy. So, uh, it was awesome. Caught that big old bass, and uh, like I said, my trip was made, but like I said, I was going for pickerel, and I had not caught a limit of pickerel or a limit of anything during the ice fishing year yet, so I went back and sat down. And uh, was just praying for those last-minute squeakers. And once you know what, six at 5:58, flag pops, and I ice a perfect uh, legal size, just over legal size uh, pickerel. And my day was made. I have my fifth pickerel. And, uh, and then, of course, the next flag goes off, and I catch another pickerel. So I got six, got to release that last one, uh, and I got my fucking limit. It was fucking, and it was the, uh, and oh, on my other passive, uh, they kept getting nibble, like my, on my jigging rods with the little minnows on them, they kept getting nibble, I would see it go off, and I'd run over there, and with that slippery ice, it was fun, because I had, like, knee pads, so I'd run, and I'd hit the, hit the ice with my knees, and slide, like, 20 feet, it was fucking, it was fucking fun, but, uh, so, one time I slid right into that bucket and knocked everything over, so that was kind of smooth move, but, uh, but anyway, so, uh, I, I caught one big, not big, a nice, regular sized bluegill on that, um, and I kept seeing it. I caught a bluegill and a pickerel on those jigging rod setups with the minnows, the passive setups, and I kept seeing them get hit, but uh, I wasn't able to catch anything else. So I think I need for that a smaller size 
um, octopus hook or circle hook, whatever, um, because those kind of are self-setting and they're used for bait rigs more. But the ones I had were pretty pretty large, so if if it was just bluegill hitting it, um, they might not have been able to get it in their mouth. So. So yeah, man. So and that ended up the day. And uh, oh, this other thing, I had forgot uh, pliers. I didn't have pliers like my normal needle nose pliers that I use for fishing. And so I just had like these really thick pliers that uh, that I, I just found in my truck. Um, not really thick. They're, the tip is probably half an inch, quite a bit thicker than the normal fishing pliers you would use. But I was able to get all the hooks out, and uh, I, I, I did really well. So maybe they're my lucky pliers. Who knows? We'll see. But, yeah, so – and then I just made my little – I was off the ice, right, at, you know, packing up at 6, uh, whistling fucking Dixie, listening to Leonard Skinner on my phone on the way out, just so happy. And it was nice and cold and windy, so I was happy to get off. But – uh hadn't had the walk back, didn't slip or eat it or anything, and got in my truck and went on home with a fucking limited pickerel. Oh, and that uh, giant pickerel that I had caught the outing before from Cuca, I had it frozen. Um, I had wrapped it in plastic wrap and froze it just to, so that I could do all my cleaning at once. And uh, I was I was hoping to get into some perch. I didn't get any perch, but, you know, who could complain? Um and like if I if I would have got all my uh, pickerel right off the bat, I would have been focused on perch after that. So that was my backup plan. But uh, yeah, man, you know it was a great day. Caught my limited pickerel, gigantic bass, a couple other things. You know, caught like ten fish. It was freaking an awesome fucking day. Had something gigantic bite me off. Only God knows what that was, but it was fucking sick. So, yeah, that was the end of the 2020, 2021 ice fishing season. It was fucking, I'm getting a lot better. I've, uh, having that, um, having the, the electronics makes a big difference. Having Navionics makes a big difference. And focusing on terrain features and using spreads, tip-up spreads with, uh, live bait and not moving around the whole time, that has made it a lot, a lot better, a lot more productive, and a lot more fun, and for next year, I think I'm gonna get a couple more tip-ups, might get, like, five tip-up, five more tip-ups, or maybe even more, and, um, I think I might get a shelter, because I think, uh, it would be fun to take people out, we'll have, be able to fish more area, and, um, also will be able to uh be more enjoyable to like if take my wife out or my friends out um you know i don't mind sitting out in the freezing cold so much but uh, other people may not like it that much so yeah so i think if i add a shelter and a and a uh and a bunch more tip-ups that should be the thing, and I got my bros over at the bait shop, this motherfuckers are some hillbilly motherfuckers, but they're alright, um, yeah, so that's it, ice fishing in the books, uh, put the, put, put the ice fishing season on ice, it's done, uh, there's still some ice uh, around, but I wouldn't fish it, and, uh, I'm just, my mindset, I'm going out on top, so, anyway, um, that's it, We'll see you on the next thing. Next thing to talk about. I don't know. Here we go. Getting this spring. I'm getting excited for trout fishing. Um, but more on all that to come. So anyway, that's the ice ice season for this year. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Peace.